0: G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway Podcast. I'm your host, Graham Curry from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilos or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and have successfully maintained that weight loss now for over a year. I wanted to bring this series of podcasts to you to give you an insight into what that journey has been like. I also wanted to give you some information about intermittent fasting, talk to people that are doing it, and bring in some experts in the field, including some leading authors of some great books about the subject. Talk about the highs, the lows, the triumphs, the celebrations, the negatives, the positives, and everything in between. Nothing is a silver bullet, as they say, but intermittent fasting is about the closest thing that you can get to a perfect health plan with a side effect of weight loss. So sit back in the next few weeks and enjoy life on the fasting highway with us. Thank you. Oh, good day, everyone, and welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast. Uh, just before we get to today's guest, uh, just a further reminder that you can now join the Fasting Highway podcast Facebook page. We're getting a great community going there, and there's some fantastic discussion around intermittent fasting and the podcast itself. So that's the Fasting Highway Facebook page. If you want to come in and join some of the best fasters from around the world, ask questions, and get some information, then please come and join us. So today's guest, I'm very thrilled to be joined by Donna Waiariki, and Donna is originally from New Zealand and now lives in Perth, Western Australia. And Donna is a 55-year-old mum of seven children who has found great success with intermittent fasting. So here to tell us all about that journey today is Donna. Welcome.
1: Thank you, what Graham. What
0: we like to do here at the Fasting Highway, if we could just grab a bit of your backstory and sort of problems you had in your life with weight and the sort of things that you tried to get the weight off. And also, what led you to finding intermittent fasting?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm um, 55 years old, uh, and I started dieting probably when I was about 17. Um, Lack of self-esteem, all that sort of stuff, you know, as as a girl growing up. So, yeah, so probably been dieting since then so quite a quite a while um I've had seven children over the last 33 years and um I think at the right at the last one my last children and that um I kind of just started putting on some weight and the weight just got more and more and more until I was over 100 kilos at one point um I believe that lots of diets work. Um, I've tried just about every single one of them, and they do work, but it's they're just not sustainable. So that's probably what keeps what kept me looking for something, looking for that next quick fix sort of stuff. And um, yeah, so I yo-yo dieted for for, for quite a few years, um, and then a few years ago in two thousand and seventeen, I. Um, Picked up a book called the, the Obesity Code with um Dr Jason Fung, um, read that and thought, well, this sounds pretty interesting. Um, a little sort of a little hard reading, I would say, not the easiest read, but made a lot of sense. Um, and then as I was searching on the internet looking for more information about it, I found um, Jen Stevens' book um, Delay, Don't Deny, and that was my turning point. That was the probably the best book I've ever read. On diet, the reason why Jin's book um, resonated with me so much was like talking to a friend. It was like having a conversation. Um, it was easy to, in terms to easily understand. I think Jason Fung's book was great because of the the science behind it all. So it meant that, in in reading his first and then Jin's, I think is probably. The way, if anyone was thinking about doing um, this way of, of eating, that I that's how I would I would suggest that they they would do it. Um, I started on a um, an eighteen six, uh, so eighteen hours of fasting and six with a six hour window, um, and within two weeks I realized that this was easy. It was something that I could do. Um, although I love breakfast, it's probably one of my favorite meals. I realized that you can have breakfast for dinner. So that and yeah like I said I found that really really easy so I thought I might just push myself Um, I went on to then doing a a 20 and a four Um, again a couple of weeks into that and I was thinking yep this is easy I can do this and then I sort of pushed myself a little bit more um, and went on to the one meal a day so um, my eating window was probably about an hour um, and I did that for for quite quite a long time. I, I did try a couple of the long fasts. I did a 172 hour and, and I didn't enjoy it at all. Um, and then I did a couple of 48 hour ones and while they were all right, it just, I felt like I was kind of denying myself way too much. Um, just experimenting, I think there was a few people on some of the uh, Facebook pages were talking about it. Um, I can't remember if Jen, Jen actually said that she had done any. I think she may have have tried them, um, but it was really more just experimenting to see what worked um, and, and and just how far you can I could push myself um, and and my body to you know to find something that really really sort of resonated with me. But yeah. I was lucky because I liked black coffee, so um, that was that was the easy part. Um, and I don't I didn't well, I wasn't drinking a lot of um, soft drinks or diet drinks or anything. I've, I learned over the years, you know, how bad diet Cokes and all, all that stuff is is for you. Um, so I didn't have to wean myself off any anything like that, which I know a lot of um, people that are new to um, – Intimate fasting have to do because just things to your body. Sort of
0: where your weight was at when you first started intermittent fasting, sort of what you're up to.
1: Yeah, so well in kilos, I was. I went just over a hundred kilos. Um, I'm five foot ten, so I probably could carry it quite well. Um, but I probably, for my height, I should be sitting. You know, they. You know, the average I should be sitting around it is anywhere between. 80 and 74 is is probably a good a good weight um and i did i tried a um a raw diet once for three months where everything i was eating was just raw um and the weight just fell off me um and i got all the way down to 65 kilos or something and i don't even think i was 65 kilos at at 17 um but it was just something that you was unsustainable you know you just couldn't for me I just couldn't live like that forever and that's what I was looking for. I was looking for something that I can enjoy all the foods that I like and not be not feel guilty about eating them and restricted anything or alcohol in your window um no there are, there's nothing off my list nothing um, apart from diet drinks and that because I know how bad they are but you know I was probably out of those for a few years anyway but um if I if I want it I eat it. Um and alcohol was a is a big thing for me too I do um I think the first three months I kind of pulled back on the alcohol just to see how things would go, but then I started adding in a glass when I had a meal and that um my problem with alcohol is is that I like to snack when I have a few wines so which would then push my window out so I had to be a little bit restrictive on that. Have
0: you found your taste changed at all, or they've pretty much been the same all the way through?
1: Yeah, no, I haven't found that my taste has changed. I know what I like. um, And, yeah, so that part hasn't changed. Um, But the sizing of everything, I think, too, um, probably in around about the four or five months, I sort of noticed that I didn't need as much. um, But as long as I got what I wanted and just in a small amount, and I um could leave stuff on my plate which was a big thing for me because um and I think you know this may have stemmed back from you know as a child you know you just never left food on your plate you know that you just if your mum cooked it you ate it sort of stuff um so yes yeah, so I got to a point where I could actually go you know I'm full so in well, about 21 years ago I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia um and that kind of threw me for sick. So I've been struggling with that one for, for quite a few, for quite a few years. Um, and the intimate fasting has been the one thing that has, um, really changed my pain levels. Um, I used to get bouts of it so that, you know, there'd be a time period where the fibro was much worse than any other time. But, um, restricting the eating to only once a day, I believe, has allowed my body to heal. Um, so in those times when I'm not eating, you know, I mean, we know that as you're eating, your um, your body is working, trying to digest that food. Whereas when you're fasting, your body doesn't need to work on that. So it can work on the other stuff that's going on in your body. Um, and I think the healing side of that has been tremendous. Um, you know, I... I'm not fully out of it, um and that's something that I'm working on with my um chiropractor and my um and my naturopath um but I'm probably eighty yeah. percent better than than I was so you know that's a huge that's huge if if anyone else has has struggled with um you know chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia it really, could
0: you just explain briefly what that is for some people that may be listening that don't really understand that?
1: Um, It is, they class it in the same category as um, osteoporosis, sorry, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, So it was started just with um, some aches and pains, especially around my hips. Um, Then it became like I couldn't brush my hair. It was, it, it was like everything was. I was tired all the time. Um, I looked outside. If you looked at me, I looked perfectly normal. Um, and it affects like I would go to sleep at night and I would wake up in the morning and I would have slept eight hours and but wake up and feel like I've been run over by a bus. So it's they they say it's like you're. Um, you're not relaxing. So your muscles are constantly working. So um, that's why you would wake up. I would, well, I would wake up and I'd be tight and, and there was pressure points and there was just, yeah, lots more headaches and that sort of stuff. So that's kind of my, yeah, but it honestly, I don't even, I don't even, I'll get an occasional headache now, but nothing like I used to. I just, I, it amazes me when I tell people about what I've done and how it's changed and they just, you know, they still look at you as if to say you're crazy. You know, you you couldn't survive just eating one meal, but you know, I'm standing there in proof that it you can, and your body actually loves you for it. Um, you know, I, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm 55. I'm probably yeah. feel the best I've ever felt.
0: It must be the week for a Donna. You're the third lady I've interviewed yeah. this week that's had six children or more and yeah so one of the questions i've asked as a mum of six there must be a lot of meal prep and just food coming out all the time especially with you you've got some teenage
1: children how did you handle (laughs) that while fasting yeah um look i think you're just as busy with one as you are with seven that's my what has always been my motto and it's it's just cook in bulk really um uh, one of the rules in our house is: is if you don't like it, uh, if you don't eat it, then tough. You know, I don't make different meals for everybody else. So, um, so it's kind of like a little bit of a military school in, in some in some some aspects. Um, but you know, like no, most of the, the the kids would probably just eat whatever I put in front of them. Like I said, otherwise I'd have to have bread and jam or something. And, you know, and I'm a good cook, so I suppose yeah, that's, that's, um, that's something. Did you get much kickback, Donna, mm-hmm.
0: speaking of friends and family or colleagues when you first started intermittent fasting, and how did you deal with that?
1: Uh, you, you, you kind of learn to just... You know who you can tell and who you can't. Um, you know that I got poo-pooed quite a. Should I say that word? I got poo-pooed quite a bit um, for doing what I was doing. And 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 within the family, you kind of people just look at you and say, "Well, you know, you've you've tried this one before. You've tried that one before. It's just it's just Donna trying something new." Um, but I think because now that it's been nearly three years. And they can see that the weight stayed off um, and I am a lot healthier and happier that maybe there is something to it. I've had a few friends that have actually tried it. I've got um, a really good friend who's, who's now sold on the idea as well. Um, But there's, yeah, there is, there's quite a few people that will just say, no, you can't do that. But then you look at them three years later and they're still overweight. They're still really sick. So you know, yeah, it's I amazing. Kind of well, like I, I say
0: to people, that they <laughs> ring me and they say, I'm getting really a lot of stick from people about doing this and I don't quite know how to handle it. And I say, Well, look, no one's ever died mm. from not eating breakfast and no one's ever died from not eating lunch. And that's the first thing to understand. The second thing is mm. that you've got to remember you're doing this for yourself, not everybody else. So, you know, don't compare yourself yeah. to other people. Yeah. Just compare yourself to you and do it for you. But I guess with kids, it can be a bit tricky. Was there a time when you actually had to explain to your kids what
1: you were doing with the fasting? No, not really. That. Um, I've only got, um, out of the seven, I've only got four that are living with me um, now. So the twins are 14, um, Riley is 16, and then the 21-year-old. Um, but no, not really. They, they're just yeah. sort of pretty laid back. Or maybe they just this is mum, you know, this is what she does. Was your husband on
0: board or your partner Um, on board from the
1: start? Or Um, I was by myself when I first started, so um, it was kind of yeah, just 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 do it. I didn't have to. I didn't have to answer to anyone. I do have a um, a partner now. Um, He thinks I'm crazy, but um, he thinks I'm crazy about a lot of stuff.
0: I guess you only yeah. have to have one look at you to, to know that it is working for you. And when you talk about friends and family, I noticed, Donna, that when I started getting results, and we'll, we'll move to that now, with your weight results, when did you first sort of start realising that it, your weight was mm-hmm. coming off when you started IF?
1: Probably, so that was November 17th, so probably around about May of 18, Um it was things were fitting that little bit better like it it wasn't instant um and i do have an obsession with the scales and try to get rid of them and not get on them i just yeah i i couldn't do it so um the scales didn't change much but the the clothes changed the way that they were fitting changed and then i looked at it then people say oh that was a long time before you actually got results but. If I if I think about it, all the healing that was going on internally must have been massive because it was kind of like come May, it was like a, like a little light switch went on. I thought, oh, you know, I feel so much better. My weight's good. Um, you know, it was it was coming down, and so I think I lost about twenty seven kilos. You find they start asking
0: a lot of questions, and how do you actually go about explaining and mm. fasting to people that are interested?
1: It, it depends on how interested they are, like. Um, my go-to is I, I tell them I'm, it's fasting, you know, and that I um, I eat one meal a day uh, and I've found that it's not just helped my weight, but it's also helped my myself. And then I promote the books. I just say, look, if you, if you want to know more, um, then these are the two books that I recommend that you should, you should read. If they read them and then come back, then, you know, that's, that's even better. Then we can have the deeper conversations about stuff or what's working, what's not working. But I think if, until, until some people actually read something, then it's not just me saying it, you know, because I know that some people will just go, oh, you know, that's just Donna. She's just doing that. She, does, she tries lots of different things. Sort of.
0: Um, I call them group A, B and C. So in group A, we mm. have those people that just, okay, give me nuts and bolts. What do you do? Okay, well, I fast for 23 hours and then I I eat in a one hour eating window. Okay, they go away. And then you have those people that want to know that and a little bit more, maybe about the science. So you (laughs) might tell them a bit about that. And then you have that third group of people that need to know every single detail. They need to, yeah, they need to read every single paper that's ever been written before they can actually be convinced. So speaking of the science, Donna, um, you mentioned <laughs> there the obesity code. Is the science of I have something that really that you delve into or are you more just the experiment of one?
1: Um, and I think that's probably why I I think that both books are good is because one's got the science and then one's got that, you know, um, Jin's book is just, you know, that friendly kind of um, meeting you where you are sort of stuff book. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't I suppose it just depends on the person too that you're you're talking to because some people just like the um just like the science. Whereas for me the science was was important. Yeah. What sort of tips and tricks can you give a busy mum? Start small. Start with just, you know, cutting out breakfast. You know, um, and then and then doing lunch as late as possible. You know, the 18 six. I think it's very very doable, um, especially when you work out that you know eight of those hours you're usually sleeping. Um, yeah, I would I would recommend going an 18 six for a start off, and in that um, and in the six hours, um, not 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 calorie counting because I think calorie counting is the worst thing you can do for yourself. But be mindful of what you're eating. So, you know, like get good foods into you, good whole foods into you. Um, bone broth is always, is, has always been a, a good go to. Um, so, but in 18.6, you know, if you get up in the morning and instead of having breakfast, go for a walk or, you know, do something instead of the normal eating. Yeah. Plateaus
0: um, on the way down, like stalls that we
1: talk about, or is it pretty much constant? a few uh a few plateaus i got to about 70 79 kilos and then that was it. it just wouldn't it wouldn't change and i probably stayed there for about a good four months um i thought about changing up what i was doing um you know going to keto all that sort of stuff it, you know i read articles on it um, talked to other people about it and i thought you know what i've got to trust that this is actually working for me so I just kept doing what I was doing. Um, I'm probably about five or six kilos more than I should be at the moment but I'm really comfortable Um, and I think that's probably over these years I've I've sort of gone okay I've got down to that goal weight um, but my body has kind of said no this is where you need to sit so I'm sitting just under 80 I think. When I first started It was, you know, I'd be weighing myself twice a day. Is it working? Is it working? Absolutely obsessed with the scales. Um, And reading those articles or or on the Facebook where people say, no, just throw the scales away. I just couldn't do it. And now, actually, I don't even know where my scales are. When I first started, I was, um, so I was married for like 24 years um, and then just got divorced. And my self-esteem was probably at the lowest. Um, yeah, didn't feel very good about myself. Um, and, yes, kind of self-sabotaged myself a wee bit. Um, but intimate fasting has, yeah, the confidence that I've got, you know, like I said, I've, you know, at 55, I think my skin looks better. Um, my hair, even though it's got a little gray in it, looks better. Um My shape is good um yeah i just it 's crazy it 's taken fifty five yeah. years to get to a point where i 'm like happy about my body um, it's that 's crazy, you know and it i I keep thinking back at seventeen when I started my first diet, it was called the the Hollywood diet or the Beverly Hills diet or something like that, it was where you just ate pineapple one day or um, and then one day you ate strawberries, and the next day you just ate chicken. So it, yeah. it was the weirdest thing. That's but it was like seventy two kilos when I started that, and 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 you're trying to lose weight, and you, and you're only seventy two kilos. It...
0: <laughs> you were originally from New Zealand. You must really look forward to going home when you see Far Now back at home, or what we call mm. family in New Zealand. They must really be excited to see you and see how healthy you look. I mean, anyone that follows you or has seen some of your posts and your pictures, you look amazing.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I haven't been home for about for about three years, so we was, I was supposed to go back uh, last Ju- oh, this July. But, of course, with this covid whatever we want to call it, going on, I... had to cancel that Um, but most of my family's here I have I have one brother back in New Zealand but you know all my kids are here my grandchildren are here my dad is here Um, so my mum lives in Canada Um, so you know it's it's not a rush to go back there to see anybody Um, just apart from the the beautiful scenery and stuff like that Um, this is Perth is now my home um, and I love it Australia's been so good to us
0: Let's talk about now you've yeah. lost the weight.
1: Do yeah. you
0: find people in general treat you differently to when you were very heavy?
1: No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, probably because of my personality, you know, that side of me quite bubbly, quite out there um, with everyone. And But I do know for other people that has been. Yeah,
0: I suffered a lot of discrimination. I mean, I was a massive mm-hmm. guy, you know, six foot five, 162 kgs. It's a big bloke. Um, And that's a big man. And, you know, I sort of guess you, Mm. my self-esteem was pretty low too. So you take everything to heart. And I just know how much intermittent fasting has improved my self-esteem and my self-confidence. And really, I think it really teaches us to love ourselves first, Donna. And it teaches us to think about ourselves in a more positive way. Mm. And you mentioned the self-sabotaging and that sort of thing. And the key for me, and the success I had was learning to love myself first. And once I actually did that, and I started thinking, you know what, you're okay. Yeah. And then I started loving everything around me more, the people around me, how I talked to people, how I responded to people. And I think that really helped me in my journey, just that whole feeling of, of wellness inside. And and the internal he- healing and the things you've mentioned about being out of pain—it's so freeing, isn't it?
1: And, and I, I, I hear what you're saying about that, putting yourself first. And it—I don't know if it's a if it's a Kiwi thing that we do or that we've brought up with—is—is is that you know you should be putting everybody else first. You know, you as a mother, you put your kids first. Um, as a as a wife, you put your husband first. Um, or in a family as, as a daughter, you, you know, you put everyone else first. I'm not sure if that is a Kiwi thing or whether it's right across the board, but that was my, the way I was brought up, you know, you never thought about yourself first. And if you did, you were, you were selfish. So this whole thing, intimate fasting, getting well, and also putting myself first, it, it huge, you know, because I can now see that if I'm not well, if I'm not right, then how am I ever going to help the, you know, the ones that need my help? You know, my kids, my grandchildren, um, my, my parents, all that, you know, it's, it's a, that's a huge shift in, in loving yourself. And, and, you know, like people would say that years ago, you know, oh, you need to love yourself sort of stuff. But it was actually always made me feel like, well, I can't do that. That's, you know, that's, that's not the right way to be, but it is the right way to be. And, and by doing that, it, it's actually made the fasting so much easier because I'm doing this for myself. You know, I'm I'm fasting for myself. I'm
0: What's sort of your plan now. You're just going to keep on trucking and doing what you're doing. Is it this lifestyle going to be something that you really want to adopt for the rest of your life?
1: This is my way of life, or my way of eating, my W O E. I don't think. I find, so every now and then, like if we've got something on where we've got a luncheon or we're going out or something, the minute I eat, I'm tired and I want to have a sleep. And and you don't actually realize what eating does to your body until you've been fasting for a long time and you have a meal in the middle of the day and you just want, you want to sleep. But that's because your body is trying to digest all this food that you've got in it rather than just you know allowing you to 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 carry on in what what I would do in a normal day so um i you know i'll probably have the occasional time where i might have a day where i've got you know if i'm on holiday um you know i might oh, have yeah, breakfast i might have lunch and i might have dinner you know because i because you can but on every other day it's i get up in the morning i have my coffee i get the kids ready for school i go to work coffee, coffee, coffee. And then I come home and I cook dinner and I'll pour a yeah. glass of wine. And,
0: and you, do you find that that's really resonating through the family as well, that you are like that now?
1: It surprises me that the same parents produce children that are so totally different. So I have ones that, you know, just think that it's all, I'm a little bit crazy and the others. And you seriously don't look like a woman that's in her 50s at all. And um, Mm. you're a
0: very young, sort of looking 55-year-old and seven children. Thank you. It's just amazing. And even to have that many children and battle those weight problems and get to where you are now is a real testament to your mindset and the mental strength that you must have brought to this. And do you recommend people join Facebook groups for support?
1: Yeah, I joined the... um... I was on about oh, probably about four groups when I first started. So one was the delay, don't deny, and then there was a, a couple of spin-offs there, and then one um, one meal a day. Um, so initially, I think it's really really important, and then find in those groups which ones are the ones that you get the most out of. Um, so I've sort of cut that down now. So I have one main group, which is all over. You know, it's worldwide, and then I've joined the local group, um, Perth Intimate Fasters, um, which you know we don't. There's not a lot going on in that, but it does mean that if you reach out and you're in this community and you need something, then there's someone that's close by that can help. So we've gone out and we've had coffee and a catch up and all that sort of stuff, and they're a brilliant bunch, brilliant bunch of of, um, of people, and you know I like to sort of get together with them meet new people that sort of stuff so that's been that's been really good but I think initially I think join a few of them.
0: I've found the delay don't deny groups to be fantastic and that spin-off group you're talking about here locally in Perth is the Perth uh, delay don't deny uh, Facebook group uh, run by Erica uh, Corrieri, who does a great job of trying to tick things over there and Eric has a great story in herself, yep. and I'd love to get her on the podcast one day. But um, so we're going to move now mm-hmm. just to the tail end, Donna. Before we wrap it up, can you give out some advice or some final words of motivation of somebody sitting there, or particularly a mum with a few kids, or anybody really that's carrying a bit of weight, thinking I can't do that? Can can you just give some advice to get them started? Reading
1: the books would be the the thing, and then finding someone that you can actually like have a conversation with have it have a chat with ask the questions um you can in the groups and that works works well for a start off but I think for me I like I like that one-on-one stuff I like that it's just that little bit more personal sort of person
0: that doesn't really want to put yourself out there as well on Facebook and Instagram and all the rest of it there are people out there that do sort of private mentoring yeah. private coaching and looking back in hindsight for me that's an environment that I really thrive in And I can see that you would be really great at that with your experience. And I can just Mm -hmm. tell, and it resonates through your voice and how kind and caring you are, and being a mum as well of that many kids, and you would have faced a lot of challenges. So your problem solving Mm -hmm. is probably fantastic as well. But Donna, I can't tell you how proud I am of you Uh, as a fellow New Zealander. Your story is amazing. Um, And I wish you a life of wellness and happiness. Thank you so much for joining me on the fasting highway.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. This is my first podcast ever that I've done.
0: Oh, that was great. Thanks so much, Donna. I really enjoyed that chat. And I think you're a real shining light, uh, especially for any mums out there that have large families. Seven kids. Wow and we didn't mention there you've got a set of twins of course as well and i think that's a fantastic achievement what you've done and i'm so pleased with intermittent fasting is giving you some relief from the fibromyalgia as well that's quite incredible and i think you really touched on that point with me about that loving yourself first and i really want to get that message across to people it's so important and I, i hope they took something away from that But anyway, guys, uh, coming up on the fasting highway in episode 20, we've got Roxy Marino. And Roxy is from Texas in the United States. And Roxy runs the Mealless Mondays and the Delay Don't Deny Facebook groups, uh, which is the alternate day fasting, and she helps lead those. And so she gives some great insights into alternate day fasting, the real reasons to do it and how to do it and lays out exactly how the Mealless Monday works and how it's important for the refeed day. And I think Roxy gives a clear explanation about intermittent fasting in general and her own journey is quite remarkable. So join us then. Until then, be well, be safe, and remember, clean fasting is everlasting.